Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. Today I'm talking to you alone, so I know that's disappointing, but I need to set the bar low again because I had some three back-to-back podcasts with some really cool people, and I'm just afraid that you expect too much now, so I need to lower that bar, I need to lower that standard, get back to the comfort zone I'm used to of complete mediocrity. So let's go back to that. Also, I'm just really busy. I know that's a horrible excuse and I'm a horrible podcaster, but it's the truth. I am real out here. I am not sugarcoating anything. I am spiraling. So I just got back from South Carolina two days ago. I was at Y'all Fest, which like is a book conference for young adult books. That was cool. I spent seven hours in the car. That, that's how that was. Um, now I'm catching up on work again. I feel like that's all I'm doing this month is just catching up. Um, I was trying to do National Novel Writing Month. That's where you write 50,000 words in a month, which sounds crazy because it is. Last year I did it and I won. I did it. I did it early too. And like, I was so good at it. Like, that sounds like a humble brag. Not even humble brag. That's just a legitimate brag. But it was so much easier last year because I like had less responsibilities and now I'm just drowning in work like I have so many client projects all at once and this is my new rant segment where I tell you what I hate about my job but anyway today I decided to talk more about a recent blog post I did because I think it did pretty well for my recent posts and it's about my controversial blogging opinions which is basically where I just let out all my rage that I have from blogging. I've been blogging for a long time, and I was just letting it all out. And I got a lot of good responses, so I thought I'd talk a little bit more about what I meant. And for those of you who haven't read it, this will be a good introduction to that. But I definitely recommend reading it, because I'm pretty darn proud of it. And I think it's pretty good. If you don't, that's okay. Like, you don't have to agree with me. It's cool. I won't get offended. So yeah, we're going to do a little bit of a shorter episode this week, and I will be back next week with some more cool stuff. This is sort of like an in-betweener podcast, in case you needed to hear my voice. I don't know. Whatever you need from your life, here I am. No, I'm not doing anything. Okay, anyway, I'm doing great. (laughs) It's all well. So, my five tired trends, like basically five things I'm over. So first, let me say why I get to say this. I gotta get some credibility on the table before I start spilling the tea. Basically, I've been blogging since, like, elementary school, if I'm being honest. Like, not good blogs. Really bad. The worst thing you can imagine, that's what I was doing. I was making, like, these weird websites on page builders. I was also coding my own websites. I got started with that really early. Um, I don't know why. I just was bored, I guess. I had a lot of free time, you know, as you do. When you're in elementary school and middle school, I just always liked working on the computer, so I guess that's why. And I still work on the computer, so we've come full circle. So I started blogging really young, and then I started taking it seriously in college, as y'all know. And there was a lot that really frustrated me. Um, Also, when I started working full-time in marketing, it made me sort of really frustrated to see the back end of a lot of things and realize, wow, it's not really what it seems like. And a lot of bloggers don't really talk about the less great things about the industry, quote-unquote, if blogging is even an industry. Um, Just the world itself can be a bit predatory, and I wanted to call some things out. So let's start calling it out. My biggest and most uh, pet peeve thing is people who make money teaching others how to make money. And I know this is hypocritical to a little extent because I do 
make money teaching other people how to make money. But basically, the difference here is I have experience. Wow, that sounds a lot. Um, no, I don't, I base my, um, well, I don't really make money teaching anyone, but I, I do have a lot of tutorials and like informative posts that I do make money off of, but I mean, that's not really what I'm talking about. Like if you're creating value based on real experience or real research, good, do that. But I'm talking about those people on Facebook, y'all know, you're scrolling through and you see this like, learn how to become a super successful influencer in five days, like that kind of stuff. Or like, learn how to quit your day job and work one hour a week by selling pencils online. Like these weird things that sound too good to be true because they honestly are. And that makes me angry. Most of those are garbage. It basically is a pyramid scheme. Um, I talk about a famous John Cow, Chow, whoa, hi, John Cow, that's horrible, I'm so sorry, uh, a famous blogger who says, I make money online by teaching others how to make money online, and it's true, so many people do, and there are so many blogging courses out there that are literally teaching people how to make money by blogging, but the trick here is those bloggers are only making money selling their courses how to make money, that's the way they're making money, it's a pyramid scheme, like, that means just the people who are the top players are the ones making money, oh my god, my dog is going to bark, and I just can't help it, because I have some really annoying neighbors who make a lot of noise, and this is a side tangent called five controversial apartment living beliefs, I don't know, <laughs> I have a lot of, a lot of things to say about my neighbors, but anyway, we're just gonna walk, walk, talk over, um, a Barbie, barking, so, anyway, <laughs> I hate pyramid schemes, and I think everyone at the bottom loses when we're only talking to the people at the top who are making money off of those people at the bottom who are paying a gazillion dollars for these courses or ebooks or whatever that really don't teach anything actually substantial. And I'm not talking about the courses that do go into detail about maybe an aspect of blogging, like how to start attracting visitors or how to build your email list. That's actually teaching you value. That has something concrete that you can do to make money that isn't predatory. What is predatory is when you're teaching people how to make money by making courses or by just peddling some knowledge you don't really have. Like, I've even seen courses that teach you how to, like, learn just enough about a topic that you can sell this knowledge. Like, no, please stop. I just don't think that's a really great cycle to perpetuate. And it really upsets me on Facebook and Instagram when I see these bloggers or influencers, quote-unquote, um, out here trying to teach others how to do the same thing, but they're not really basing their courses on anything real. It's just based on their own ability to make money, like profiting off these people who are really desperate for uh, a way to make money online. So I try to base my own contents online and on this podcast. Not around that. I base it on a lot of free resources. I don't think there's anything wrong with paid resources. I think they're great if that's like a part of your real strategy and you have something real to offer. Like I'm tired of these bloggers teaching others how to blog who maybe don't have any experience blogging. And I'm not saying I'm like the ultimate expert at blogging because I am not. But this is what I do full time. Um, I don't sell courses. I do have a course, but it, I don't make any money from it. I actually pay for it. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with making money for it as long as you're offering real value based on real experience and not just making stuff up to sort of take advantage of these people who just don't really know the next steps and they're just willing to throw money at anything if it gets them one step closer to financial freedom or like these bogus claims. So basically just do your research. Like if you're going to take an online course, actually look into like the person who made it what's their experience like did they actually learn how to do what they're doing through university or did they teach themselves have they started their own successful projects 
These are things that like actually speak for themselves. Don't just take their word for it. I see it a lot in freelance writing too, like all these courses on how to like make it as a freelance writer where that person doesn't even have very much experience as a freelance writer. Maybe they've been doing it for like two months and they land on like one client and they're like, wow, can't wait to teach everyone how to make money doing this because that's probably not the best resource. Not to say they have nothing of value to offer, but I don't think it's worth a really expensive course over that when they're probably just trying to take advantage of you. So that's my my take on those. Um, just be smart when you're buying something from someone over the internet or even just reading a resource. Like, just use your common sense. Try to figure out what's fake and what's real. A lot of people try to take advantage of others. And I call it the pyramid scheme effect. Like, just don't fall for those weird things on Facebook that look too good to be true. I honestly report them every time I see them because I think they're so predatory. And that's that. <laughs> that one went... I could do a whole podcast on that. I get very angry. Um, number two... Um, the real money is in advertising. This is a controversial opinion because a lot of people, I've talked about it in the past like three episodes of this podcast, and I'm glad to hear that a lot of other bloggers are starting to really get into advertising, and I don't mean that you need to bombard your website with creepy ads for like, I don't know, porn or weird stuff. I just mean you need to know your options for making money as a blogger, and one of those legitimate options is advertising online. And we shouldn't shame bloggers who choose to make money through ads like myself. Um, I think, for me, that's my main source of revenue. It's a form of passive income. I don't have to worry about it. I work with an agency I really feel comfortable with. I work with Mediavine. Um, they're a little pickier with who they'll accept into their ad um, group. Basically, you need at least 20,000 followers, or not followers, geez, um, 20,000 page views a month to get accepted. And then from there, you have a lot of flexibility. You can customize like the types of ads that appear on your page, where they appear on your page. And that made me feel really comfortable. And if I need help with anything, I've actually had them help me so many times. You just email them and their support team is so helpful. And it's just like, you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of. Like with Google AdSense, I really don't like them. They pay like two cents a year, like nothing, they don't pay anything. So I don't think it's worth it if you're just gonna use it for those like little penny things. But if you're getting enough like traffic, why not um, monetize in this way? I think it's a really valuable way. Like I like sponsored posts and affiliate links that didn't really work that well for me. I like sponsored posts, but it's really so much work to keep finding brands that I wanna work with and vetting every single brand that contacts me and creating all this content for them just for like a one-off situation. Usually it's one post and then we're done. And that's worth it every once in a while, but for me that's not a really sustainable source of income. So just something to consider. Like if, I don't think if you just got started blogging you should just start monetizing with ads, but I do think you shouldn't put it down. And it's something you should legitimately consider. And don't listen to all the hype that says like ads will ruin your website and like no one will want to visit your website. I don't think that's true at all. Like let's think about all the big websites on the web like BuzzFeed. HuffPost, like all of these have ads and they don't stop people from visiting them. Like obviously don't overdo it. Be responsible. Just like work around it. Like you're going to always have to make changes. Nothing's going to be a perfect fit every time. So I just think you should be open to it. I don't like how a lot of the bloggers in this community put it down immediately when it's a great way to monetize. So number three, your blog isn't your journal. Okay. Two caveats before we get started. Um, it takes time to learn your blogging voice, and two, if you are blogging for the sole purpose of connecting with, like, your loved ones, then sure, it's your journal. But, I mean, if you're trying to really monetize and treat your blog as a business, you need to start um, creating a more pro professional voice. And by professional voice, I do not mean you need to speak in a certain way or you need to sound really uptight. I mean you need to have a brand 
and you need to know where to draw the line. And that line is most likely not going to be sharing all of your personal drama on your website. Um, at least not alone. I mean, if you're a drama website, do it. But if you are trying to blog about fashion or if you're trying to blog about food or lifestyle, like it's great to talk about yourself and to create stories around your work. I think that is an excellent way to connect with your audience and to create a good writing perspective. But I don't think you should create entire posts dedicated to like every aspect of your life. Um, always ask yourself, what is the value? What will readers actually want to see? Because when I see blogs that are just journals and they're just like my September favorites or like things I enjoyed this month, like that's okay every once in a while. But if that's all your content, you can't be surprised when like random people do not want to read your website because most people don't care about what you liked in September or your goals for next month. Like unless you're a really big name, nobody cares. (laughs) As horrible as that sounds, it is true. So you need some balance. If you do want to do that, that's fine. But maybe balance it out with some more content like built on value like real advice or um, perspective or something new you can offer that people are actually interested in and I say that as someone who spent too too many years of my life writing about my life on the internet and learning from that also you will regret it I have regretted it I have so much cringy stuff on the internet now I don't even know where it is I regret it I was dumb So, like, don't do this to yourself. Like, think about it in five years. Will you regret posting five blog posts on the debate between Edward and and Jacob in Twilight? Like, you will. I'm just telling you right now, you will. Because I do. Number four. Most of SEO is pointless. And it is true. As someone who has done podcast episodes about SEO and videos and done everything about it, it's true. And that's not to say you shouldn't focus on your SEO. You should. But don't get hung up on it because at the end of the day, you're not going to get that number one ranking, most likely. Unless you are in something so niche that you were the first one to the party, you are not going to be number one. You probably never will be number one. And that's okay. Like, it's just okay. Um, The big websites are the ones who took those spots and they're paying for them. Those big websites like um, Forbes, whatever, they're spending a lot of money to be there. They have a lot of um, page rank because they've been around longer. And that's just the truth. And it's totally fine. Don't let it bother you. It's okay. Like, I work with um, SEO outreach companies. What we do is we help um, new businesses get their name on the map by outreaching with other publications and bloggers to get their link on those websites. Um, It's not always (laughs) clean. It's not always um, picture perfect. Like, that's just how the world of SEO is today. It's not super easy to get there organically because it's just not like that anymore and that's just how it is and that's cool because you can still do so many other great stuff first of all great content always speaks for itself if you're writing excellent blog posts that people want to read does not matter if you show up number one because you're still going to be a really powerful blog that's worth linking to and that will help you so much more than worrying about your meta tags and like little tiny things like that also Don't just think of Google as the only search engine. Um, Pinterest is a big search engine. YouTube is a big search engine. YouTube is actually the second largest search engine. Um, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, these are search engines of today. Like, these are probably more powerful than Google if we want to think about it. Your content on these platforms is really, really powerful, and you don't need to rank in the traditional ways. You can get noticed here just based on your niche, based on your keywords, stuff like that. It all works in the same way. So I wouldn't focus on worrying about the nitty-gritty of your SEO on your blog if you're 
just getting started. Like, don't worry about making sure every post title is 100% perfect. Don't worry about making sure the alt tags are 100% perfect. Don't make sure your meta tags are 100% perfect, especially because meta tags don't matter. Um, don't worry about this. Get Yoast SEO. Follow it through. Don't obsess over it. It's not worth it. Um, you're not going to get, you probably won't even get to the first page, in all honesty, unless you're really writing for something niche, which you're probably not. Um just let that go. Work on building your own presence on social media. That will be so much more beneficial. That's my rant. <laughs> and number five, the last one, blogging is too robotic. I'm over it. You know that computers can actually write blog posts today. Like you're probably reading posts that have been written by computers, whether you know it or not. And that's terrifying as someone who likes to write for the sake of writing. Um, AI technology is writing posts and we need to come at this from a different angle. If you're trying to write like you think a blogger needs to write, or if you sound too robotic, if you sound like a computer wrote it, um, you are not fighting the good fight. We only have our voices as a way to fight back against this, fight back with your own perspective, with a unique take, talk like you would to a human being. No one wants to read a boring post. Just, you need, this just comes from practice, honestly. Um, Learn how to write for your audience. Learn how to speak in a way that's really easy to understand. One of my greatest tips here is to always read things out loud before you hit publish. Um, this will, one, help you a lot with editing, but two, it will make sure things sound natural. If you're not really sure how to get started, like, writing normally, which can be a challenge if you're so used to writing for, like, academic papers or writing and not for the web, um, just try to talk to a friend. Like, write like you speak. Whenever anyone asks me how I write so quickly, I say I write like I speak, and I'm just writing the thoughts in my head, sort of, like, stream of consciousness, that's fine. Um, you're going to have to develop your own voice. Just make sure you don't sound like a computer because the world does not need any more computers. And that's it. And people will connect way more with your blog if you're able to talk in a way that is relatable and connecting with your audience and not just like a bland computer could fill in the blanks here type of template situation. So yeah, <laughs> those are my five controversial blogging opinions. I don't know how controversial they are, but they sound controversial to me. And I hope you benefited from them, especially the pyramid scheme one. Like, I'm going to tattoo that whole thing on my body. I hate them. Anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm so organized. I hope you enjoyed listening to this, and I will have a better podcast next week. Love talking down about myself. Um, you can email me at hello at offbeatgrad.com. You can find me at samanthability.com or on Instagram, also at samanthability. And yeah, let me know if you have any controversial blogging opinions because I love them. And that's that, so I'm not going to drag this on any longer, and I will see you next week. Goodbye.